Kayla Allen. I work very closely with the multifamily side of things. I'm usually at most of the events. I work on content creation, and it's been such an honor getting to know Jason and Peely. So I wanted to give everybody in the group a chance to get to know Jason and Peely. So can y'all just kind of give us like just a brief overview of who you are and your role in the Seven Figure Mastermind? We'll dive deeper into it, but. Sure. So my name is Jason. I'm Peely. So we're the Yerusis. We started multifamily, uh, actually investing in multifamily back in 2016. Uh, we founded Jerusi Holdings, which is a multifamily investment firm with a little over 1,400 units, over 160 million in real estate um, in the last five, six years with another 50 plus million um, in the pipeline for existing and development acquisitions coming up um, in the near future. So we met as bartenders here. So, so, so we went from uh, working, for, working for tips to, to buying multifamily. So we, we've uh, We've had a non-linear path to the things we're doing today in our life and our career, uh, and that's been a lot of emphasis on us looking to really help others and being part of the seven-figure multifamily masterminds, where we have just a great collective of great people trying to crush their goals, change their outcome, change their focus, go after their goals, whether it be cash flow, whether it be legacy, and they're doing that through multifamily investing and what we've been able to. Uh, cultivate, I guess would be the use the word is we, we've, we have a process and it's been the process that's helped us take action, move forward to buy multifamily assets. And we help the group follow a, a proven, true, tested process to go out there and crush their goals. That's awesome. Well, you said that you started out as bartenders, which blows my mind. So share, how did you go from bartending to real estate investing? That's such a leap, such a pivot. So it's a, actually a really, really important story because this is how Jason and I met. Uh, I was 23. He was 24 years old. I was managing a bar. I probably had no clue how to do, but I was learning and I was growing. And the first thing I did was surround myself with people that knew how to do things better than me that could help uplift the company. So I leave after working there for two years, managing for two years. And when I come back to work, Jason's taken over my position and the company has 25 X its profits, its intake. I mean, I walk into this place and it is, has changed monumentously. And my boss wanted me to come back in and, and just reinvigorate and re-energize probably this guy. Well, so I'm, we I'm, have... trying, I'm trying to track what monumentalistly is. So, <laughs> so it, it, I, my, my, my English is still working there. So I'm trying to figure that out, but I'm sure it's something that means great things. I'm going to hope. I'm going to take, take, take it means great things. Great yeah. things. So I come, in, I come back to work and we actually we... start, uh, I wouldn't say fighting, but we start butting heads because our mindsets were completely different at that time, but we had a singular goal which was to uplift this company and to make money because we were bartenders and we live off of tips at that point. But the thing is what was missing for us both, and we were friends at this time, we were coworkers, we worked together, we talked together, we communicated, we were in a bar that was probably smaller than a king size bed with 14 other bartenders. So we worked very closely together. Wow. So we learned how to work together before 
we became partners before we became married, before we became Jason and Peely, we were partners in building this company. But what was missing is that we were building someone else's company. Mm. We weren't working for ourselves. We were, we were uplifting someone else's company and we learned a lot from that company. So if you are working a job and you love it, you stay there, you love it, but that's not what we wanted. So at, when we got together and we decided, decided to start a family, I was done. As soon as, as soon as I got pregnant, I was, I was done. Did not want to go back into the restaurant industry. Did not want to ever touch a tequila bottle again. And I didn't for several years. So we decided to get into real estate and we started a lot like how other people start. Well, Jason has Jason's family. And actually you should probably, we can jump into this. You know, the, the key piece that Billy said early on is that she, she got into this position here where she just had to learn by trying. Right. And so many times we want to know all the answers before we start, but we don't know the questions to ask to get ourselves to those answers. Right. So we sit in the sidelines saying, well, I got to figure it all out, but you don't even know what you're figuring out. You're just trying to figure out something without a collective idea of where you're trying to go. Right. And so much of our path has been just trying right? Just trying it to see potentially if it's right. But if it's wrong, that's good too, right? Because at least you eliminated something that's not correct. At least you can say, okay, well, that's wrong. So don't do that anymore. Instead of thinking, will this be right or wrong? Go try it, go test it. So when we moved out to New Jersey from New York City, um, Hurricane Sandy, horrible storm happened, decimated the East Coast. My dad had a business that Again, like like 100x in terms of like the volume of calls on his part because he did a lot of flooding work. He did a lot of um, basically uh, restoration, renovation work to help people raise their homes, lift their homes. And so what happened there is that his business accelerated. We, we didn't want, it was great helping dad, but ultimately, again, we, we realized having a family, starting a family, we wanted our time back. And we could only get our time back if we can control our day. And when you're working in a service business, like if you don't show up at the bar, you're like, there's no tips coming home. There's no other points coming home that would be something to that point of, of what it is to help you through that. And the same thing with construction. You don't it, show up on site, you don't get paid. Right, it's service and productivity. So we jumped into real estate thinking it was the logical step. Well, Peely's pregnant, getting a real estate license. We start flipping homes, wholesaling homes, just doing what we thought was logical for the moment. And to, if you look back, you say, well, well, would you do it differently? No, because it helped us get to where we are today, right? There's always a learning experience, always a piece of the puzzle. We can't look back. We can't go back. There's no reason. The question of getting asked, like, you know, what would you tell yourself 10 years ago? It, it, it wouldn't be good because I wouldn't be ready for it. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be at a point where I would have taken it as, as the comments that, that I'd want to use at that time. I need those experiences to be who I am today. So we got into, of course, now we're working in construction, helping dad, we're as busy as can be. If we had 25 hours uh, in a day, eight days a week, we could have exhausted them, right? That's how much work's going on. And here we are now adding on these active real estate jobs. And we're like, okay, cool. We're, we're doing good. We're making more money. But in the same front, now we're having less and less time, right? So if the goal is, I want to control my day, we've now flip-flopped and gotten directly away from that. Our day is now controlled by everything happening and dictating how we are. Well, we want to spend time with our kids. We want to be able to help other people. And through the bar, through the restaurant, through the things we've opened, through the businesses, the more we've helped, the more in just the magical world of the universe, it's helped us. And you find that ripple effect. The more you help, the more they can help others, the more it, it continues to carry forward. So Peely met 
an investor who was buying out-of-state properties and basically putting in processes and teams to be able to get them on board, make them better, get them rented. And lo and behold, we jumped in on that, buying two small properties, two and three units, did a couple of those and just saw like, this is great. We can get back to our management experience, helping people be in their best role too, to go out there and do what they're best at. And we're all accomplishing a goal. Lo and behold, checks start showing up in the mail. Wow, right? But it wasn't going to be uh, scalable to a point where we're able to make the dent that we wanted and needed to get ourselves to that next point. Well, I came upon large multifamily investing and buying large apartment buildings and just saw that it was people like us doing it, not like large institutions, not large REITs. And that was that aha moment. Well, if they're doing it, why can't I? Why can't we? Why can't we try this? So we found other mentors. We found people who were doing it successfully, started understanding the process. And just like we teach in the mastermind today, started using a proven process to be able to go out there and do that. So we sold off the small properties we had, started really diving in, learning a market, learning about how to put the game together, learning about how to underwrite a deal, learning about what makes a property run well, learning about how to speak to investors and raise capital. And we did all that to jump from you know a three unit all the way up to a 94 unit, which was our first acquisition back in 2017. So that was our... Long, short, quick, fast, very uh, overworded version of how we've gotten to where we are right now. Right. Well, so you didn't jump straight into multifamily. I heard you say that you started out flipping and wholesaling and then started with small multifamily and worked up to the 94 unit. Is that the one that we toured on the Mastermind event? And um... No, that one was in Louisville. The one okay. we toured uh, in the one Mastermind uh, is down in uh, south of Nashville. Okay. All right. So I kind of to follow up that question, then we hear people say that they think they need to start out wholesaling or flipping first before they do multifamily. What's your advice on that? Do you think it's wise to start there or can you just jump into multifamily? So it just, it depends on the person. It depends on you. It depends on where you are in your life and how you want to learn. I know of some who have jumped straight into multifamily. I know of plenty more who have worked their way up into multifamily because learning kind of from the ground up is helpful. And it also, because multifamily, it's a team sport. It's a, it's a way to bring more people into what you're doing into your investing process. So once we got into multifamily, we already had this incredible network, not only to bring with us, but to help to discover other ways of investing. One great story that I like to tell, it's it's with seven-figure flipping. So seven-figure multifamily is partners with seven-figure flipping. But we, like Jason and I, were part of seven-figure flipping. We were, I think, the third generation of investors to join. And we joined up, we went, we were going to our first meeting. We had just taken down this amazing building in Louisville. And it was, it was our first time doing this. And we wanted to tell people what we were Mm -hmm. doing. We wanted to tell everyone what we were doing, that this is something that flippers could do, that wholesalers could do. We're so excited. Like it was like a contest to go to see who could, who could give the best speech. And I think we won. Um, And we, we we told everybody about it. We're super excited. Um, We, we ended our speech and Andy McFarlane, one of the key mentors of Seven Figure Flipping, raises his hand. He was like, so why didn't I get a phone call? About investing in the deal. <laughs> About right? investing in the deal. Yeah. 
And this just goes to show that like having that network, yeah. having all these people that, to go to, number one, you should always tell people what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't think they want to hear it, open your mouth and just say something because you don't know until you ask. And number two, you have to, in order to be in, in multifamily, one of the things you should do, you don't have to do, but it definitely helps is to surround yourself with like-minded people, surround yourself with a network of people that you can lean on for questions, lean on to bring them with you and just to surround yourself with people who want you to succeed. I'll, I'll keep it a little more on just the simple part. Like if you want to learn to swim, are you going to ride a bike first? If you want to go out there and I don't know, learn French, are you going to learn Latin first? Right. So right. if your mind needs it, yes. But if your mind doesn't need it, it, it doesn't, you, there's no piggyback steps. It's like running like, Oh, I want to go out there and, and run a marathon. So I better do a 10 K first. Like, does your mind need that? Cause like, cause in that same part, it just, it's a process to do it. So typically it, we, we think the safety is going smaller, but for multifamily, one of the fantastic things about multifamily is that there's actually more economies, more benefits to going larger. Right. So if you, if you brought a restaurant, let's get back to the restaurant. You know, if you buy a 10 seat restaurant compared to a hundred seat restaurant, you may say, well, well, I'm exposed on the 100 seat restaurant. Well, actually, it's the opposite, right? The 10 seat restaurant, you still have the overhead, you still have a building, you still have electric, you still have all these parts that have to happen. It's hard to have a staff that can be afforded by the restaurant, by the business there. And then you have to turn so many seats, right? There's only right. so many lunches, so many dinners each day. Well, the same thing with an apartment building. If you have 10, a 10 unit apartment building and you have three vacancies, you're 70% occupied. And right. still you have to pay your expenses, your mortgage. Well, if you have a 100 unit property, and you have three vacancies. Well, now you're 97%, right? So it's your opportunities. You can also hire, afford a full-time staff with this larger building compared to the 10 unit. You can't, you can't hire a full-time 40 hour a week leasing person, the maintenance person. So you, you'll be spending more on, on your uh, employees than you would for revenue, right? right? So just understanding the benefits where, but people may start with a smaller property and that's fine too, right? We have a lot of people crushing a group with smaller properties just because, one, it could be their business plan, but two, to go, they want to do 100 units, but mentally they're saying, I think I got to do the smaller one first. Okay. That's awesome. Now, Peely, I heard you say that when you got pregnant, that's why, that's kind of the why of you were like, okay, we got to do something different. Like I cannot keep bartending at like nine months pregnant, can't do it. So if you could, there's a lot of talk around figuring out what your why is, because that's your motivation. And that's the thing that drives you to keep going when you're getting rejected or you're struggling to make ends meet or, you know, whatever it is. So can you share kind of like how you developed your why and ultimately how it led to multifamily? Well, our why actually just joined us. In the we got one of them. We got one of the whys right here. <laughs> right. This is our youngest. <laughs> that's Leo. Our why is our family. And we honest, honestly, we look at our why every single month. And well, we look at our whys every single day. I was like, I was like, um, I was like what do we do with the kids for the rest of the month? So but on paper, because we we want to make sure that what we're doing on a regular basis is congruent with what our actual why is. It's one thing to say, my why is my family, but are you spending, you know. 40 hours a day working in your business instead of on your business? Are you, are you actually 
saying, I want to go to the soccer practice and actually going to the soccer practice, making that time? Are you actually doing what you're saying you're going to do? So it's one thing to discover your big why. And that's powerful. It is. But what are the action steps that you're actually taking to do that why and to get that why done? And to to really, really focus in on if your why is your family, then then you go for that. You make sure that you take care of your family. You make sure that you're there for your family. You make sure that what you're doing is exactly that. And it's okay to have a different why. I hear families so often that I'm just like, is that really your why? Because if your why is to get that car, is to get that bag, is to get whatever it is, whatever it is that is your why and that will take care of your family, then you go for that. You find out what that thing is that makes everything just fall into place. And if you hear scratching and grunting and snorting, that's not Jason. That's actually our dog, Jill. She's a why too. So the why is, a, is that piece where we usually use the, the easy button to say like, I want a million dollars, right? Or I want a thousand units or I want financial freedom. But really that means honestly nothing, right? Because you're just stating something that potentially just sounds good. So typically you have to ask yourself almost seven times past that. Why do I want that? Why? Because you may not even need it, right? I need a thousand units. Well, why? why? Well, I want to get cash flow. Well, why? why? I want to be able to cover my expenses. Well, why? why? Because I want to be able to not have to work this job and go out there and do this other job. Well, why? Because then I'll be able to do what I've always, I've always wanted to be a I don't know, a, artist. an artist or a pot, you know, I wanted to do pottery or something like that. I don't know why. Right. And so then we can get to the real why, right? Okay. So do you need a thousand units? Maybe you need 200 to accomplish your goal, right? Maybe that's what you need. So we so we're creating a why don't live someone else's why don't live an Instagram why here. And I'm, I'm sorry, Instagram, you just now blocked us forever. Um, that, that it's sad. someone else's dream or someone else's vision here where, where you see a picture and assume that's the goal, right? Well, why, why is it? Because many times we assume that someone else's goal, why is the big why that I should have too, but you may not need it. Oh, I need to make a million dollars this year. Why? You may need 63,000 and you're just assuming that like, that's the why. I don't know. You know, like, but why? And that's usually the part like, and the why is going to change. Like, oh, I have a why today. So, okay, cool. It's going to keep growing, right? Like everything's changing to think that we're going to sit still and be right here today. And then nothing's going to change around us would be silly. So to think our why is not going to evolve, but also our goals are going to evolve. Mm-hmm. So set your goals because typically if you keep consistent action towards your goals, you're going to constantly understand that you've understated your goals, right? So five years from now, like my goal is X and then you get there and you've done 12 X, right? And you're like, wow, shoot, look at that. But at the moment you think you'll never get there because you're worried about the big overarching why. The why has to be specific. They can be actionable because if it's not, then it's, well, well why? Well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a good point. So don't be afraid to dive deep and keep chipping away at it until it makes sense to you. And don't be afraid that these things change. Like your goals will change. The action steps to get to those goals will change. But whatever you do, write it down Mm -hmm. and look at it every day. Your why is your family? Write that down. Put it in, set it like in a plaque somewhere. Write it down on a paper. Your goals, definitely your goals. We write our goals down and we post them in different places in the room, in the house. And that's how we get it done. 
Yes. <laughs> the kids know if they come in and we're, we're doing live, they can ask us anything mm-hmm. and we'll say yes. <laughs> right now they, they, they're, they're out there trying to buy a tiger on a, yes. <laughs> so that's, it's fine. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, we uh, let people from the group ask a couple of questions. So I just picked one of those questions for today. Um, There will be plenty more opportunities at Multifamily Live or even in this group, you know, for those questions to be answered. So if anybody has them, go ahead and send them in. But um, Charlie Fish asked, I have a question about becoming an accredited investor. Do I need a lawyer to become accredited or do I qualify just by meeting one of the requirements? I don't know if y'all have any input on that. Yeah, you, you, so, so one, what's an accredited, yeah, accredited investor, investor it, it's going to continue to change, right? So if you're listening to this, you know, four months from now, there's some SEC, uh, there's some rules and regulations that may adapt this because it's, it was basically put in almost, I think, in like, like 30 years ago, 40 years ago, right? Um, on context, it's for the last two years, you've made $200,000 in income personally or $300,000 as a couple. Um, you have a net or you have a net worth. So it's, it's not and it's or or you have a net worth of a mil- over a million dollars, not including your personal residence, or if it's a business, you have over $5 million in assets, right? So those are a couple of the pieces out there that can get you to being accredited. Now, from that point, you can say, okay, do I? And know you're accredited. However, when you go to invest in an opportunity, the opportunity itself will ask for some kind of verification, right? So, so they should, right? Because if, if we're running a project here, um, you know, we're not accountants, we're not financial planners, so we don't want to be certifying you as, as accredited here just because one, you know, your personal information, your tax returns and others also, you know, the certification process should come from someone in that licensed field. So there's a site, verifyinvestor.com. You can go there. They will serve as a ver- verification. Your accountant can do it. Your, uh, my, my, our accountant just did it for us. Again, because you have to do it every three months. So it's a, it's a recurring part. It, you do it every three months um, or you know, a certified financial planner can do it as well. So Charlie, you just can basically look at yourself and say, okay, have I made, have I just fit any of those measures? And then one, either go to a verified investor, it's like 50 or $60 or just have your accountant do it if they'll do it or your financial planner. That's awesome. Thank you for taking the time to answer that. You have to charge it, guys. <laughs> it should have been charged. They want they want videos on the on on the, must, on the chaplet. You can keep on asking us questions. Yep. We can we can uh, multitask. We we had we had twenty thousand people come on a on a on a Saturday at a bar, and I so I, I think we've learned with with fourteen of us bartending. I think we can figure out the way to uh to deal with two little kids, right? But they're, they're like thirty thousand people each. So there you go. <laughs> All right. The next question. One of the things that I see in the online world of multifamily is a lot of people who they want to do this, but they don't end up taking action. I think it's just probably really scary. It sometimes seems insurmountable. So what advice can you give them on finding their motivation to just do it? So sometimes, and I was just researching this today, sometimes it's the lack of confidence, And if it's the lack of confidence, that is really hard to be taught. But I've learned that, and I've done this unconsciously throughout my life. Mm. A lot of people don't know, but I get extremely nervous before things like this, before I go on stage. And I've talked on huge stages. But what I've done unconsciously is I've purposely put myself into a place of power and strength. Mm. 
because I know the words and my thoughts and what I have to say is really important. And there's so many people out there that could do this, could do multifamily because it's a really important thing to do. You could help so many more people if you got into what we do. So what I want for anyone who is suffering from imposter syndrome right now, from feeling that they like, it happens. We, we ingest all this information, especially for anyone who's doing multifamily right now, who's learning something right now. And you're like, why should, why me? Why, why should I get this success? Why should I do this? Why do I deserve this? What I want you to do is every day for two minutes, I want you to put your arms up, put your chin up and just do this. And like, keep on doing this or like, or put yourself into a wonder woman position. And Jason's, Jason's smiling because he doesn't have to do this, but I do this like on a regular and I didn't realize I was doing it. Like leading with your chest, like put like, instead of crouching like this and thinking to yourself, why me? Think to yourself, why not me? Right. Instead of thinking to yourself, oh, I don't deserve this. I shouldn't be here. Like I shouldn't be on stage. I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't. I should. And I can. And even if you don't know all the steps to take in multifamily, that's why you surround yourself with people like the people we have in seven figure multifamily, that we can lift each other up and remind each other to lead with our power, lead where, lead where we're strong and step into that. That's why multifamily is so strong because you can find your PowerPoint. You don't have to do everything in a multifamily syndication. In fact, I suggest that you don't. You find those people that you can lift up and that can lift you up and you can partner up with. So if you're in this position where you're learning, whatever it is, and you're not taking the steps to get things done, to take action, maybe that's that. Maybe you just need a little bit more confidence and no one's going to give that to you. I can try and like confidence the bejesus out of you right now. And it's not going to help. What's going to help is if you pull it out of yourself and it's not faking it until you make it, make it. It's all about practicing. There are so many, for instance, there's so many actors and actresses out there who are actually introverts, but they practice so much that when they get on stage, they present themselves and they take the stage and the space. That's what you have to do. If you feel like you're not in a position to take action, then put yourself there. But you, it starts with you. It starts here. Jason and I can give you all the steps. We can take you from A to Z of multifamily. Well, I would say what you're saying does help right now, but it's not going to help tomorrow when POE is not standing there in your ear saying it again, right? Although you can check out our podcast, Multifamily yeah. Live, if you want, Jason, I in your ear yeah. all the time. And I was, I, I would slightly smiling because that, you know, that's POE's way to put herself into the part. I, I do the same thing too, right? Each and every day when you, when you wake up, it's not like, oh, today I'm good, right? Like it, it's... Okay. Everything outside of you, you have to, of course, accomplish, but it's, if you can't get past your own mind each and every day, then where are you going to get to, right? Because if your mind's going to tell you every day, you're not worthy, you're not welcome, you're not to the part, you're not going to be able to do it. But if you get up and say, well, why not me, right? Why not you? Why, why, why not you? And then stop putting the emphasis on you. Who else can you help? Yeah. 
So many times we have to look at me, right? Everybody's an imposter until they do something, right? So, so why not just do it and stop feeling like an imposter? Just do it, right? We're all imposters. Like, like I want to be a runner. Well, if you haven't run in seven years, well, then that, that's all well and good, right? Like start doing and that quickly overcomes anything that you feel like you're not. The, the hardest thing about getting going is that we focus, okay, you want to climb Mount Everest, but you're so worried about the top of Mount Everest, but you don't even know what country it's in, right? And so, so it's like, okay, well, you don't even know where it is. Like you're worried about this result here that you have no idea of even where you're going with it. Well, what's the first step? Maybe find out where it is, right? Maybe find a guide, find a tour. What's the best time of year? Like make small steps that can build up you, build up your wins, build up your actions, build up your confidence to continue to push you forward to where you want to be. That's awesome advice. All right. So for our final question, I want to kind of go back in time on this one. Um, we're approaching our the end of our first year of Seven Figure Multifamily. It's been an incredible year. We've seen so yes, much success, so much action taken. I'm so proud of wow. our members. Um, as we head into year two of the Multifamily Mastermind, how did this mastermind group even come about? What are some of the things that you're so proud to see? Because this is kind of your baby, you know? What's, yeah. What is it that's just kind of top of your mind when you think back? You know, when you get a group of people together, it's amazing what they can do. We always want to think about the road less traveled being the way we have to go. And at times, in mentally or other physically, it may be. But in that part of just trying to reinvent the wheel, real estate has been around forever right? It's been something from, from the beginning of time of what it is, right? So when others have done something and be able to accomplish something, putting together people that are trying to do that collectively and wholeheartedly, you find that their goal gets accomplished much quicker, much easier, because now they have tactical, actionable steps that can go and basically replicate and accomplish right. their mission from there. And what we found here is that doing it and just helping one person at a time, we weren't able to, there's only one of us again, right? So we're trying to get our time back together, get our energy back together. We can go out there and help so many people as one. So bringing together the mastermind, we'll be able to reach out and collectively help so many people. And the same front, they're not only helping themselves, but then they're, they're teaming up, they're accomplishing a lot of goals. We, we found this within the group that when they started joining first forces, right? It's a team sport and multifamily. Mm -hmm. When they started joining forces, what happens? Well, a lot more starts getting it done. They start getting more deals done, more action done, because now instead of them trying to recreate the wheel, oh, I'm not good at uh, math, so, but I need to figure out how to underwrite. Well, maybe you're good at construction. You're good at talking to people. You're good at all these other components here. And now you can partner with someone in a group who's good at a certain part where you're both bringing your superpower. Yes. Right. And now you're both able to drive to your goal instead of trying to beat down the wheel of, I need to do this, right? Because, right. It, so for you to take action, how can you find your best way to move forward? And when you surround yourself with other like-minded people, you find yourself leveling up. Right. It's like the, you, we, we've all heard it. Uh, you know, you, you want to know who you are and what your net worth is. Just look at the five people around you. Right. And so same thing with everything else. You find more people to level up with you. You will be pulled up. Right. You will be pulled up. Right. And it's the crab in the bucket scenario. If you want to find the opposite side of it where, you know, you have a bunch of crabs in the bucket, one trying to get out, they're all trying to pull it back down. It's the other point. There's a bunch of people that want to achieve more, that want to do more in life. They're going to continually push people up and you're going to feel compelled to do more because again, why not me? Why not you? Absolutely. And just to continue Jason's thought, because those are my thoughts as well. It's about the group. It's about 
that's multifamily is a multi it's basically like a multiplayer game it's a multiplayer sport it's it's finding your role on that team and moving forward towards that goal with the ball that is your goal into that your you know what i mean um (laughs) moving forward as a team towards the goal that's everything and finding i love because I had this epiphany too, because I am, what I love to do is talk to people. I will talk to everyone 24 hours a day. Well, maybe not 24 hours. Let's, let's say, let's say four hours a day. Close, close to, she'll, she'll talk more than I do. <laughs> she'll do more talking in a day than I, I would probably intend to do in, in a month. But, but that's what but I that's, love to do. Exactly. So I found that superpower. I love connecting with people and yeah. I will connect with anyone and everyone. That's just, that's just me. Yeah. Whereas somebody else on the team might love the numbers, might love digging into that spreadsheet, might that like that, that's what gets them. So what is your superpower and how can you combine with other people to move forward? That's what I love about what we've built because as like Jason and Peely, there's, there was only so much that we could just do as us, the team, but bringing on other people into our business, bringing other people into seven figure multifamily, bringing people into what we're building. That way we can lift more people up in multifamily. We lift up our tenants and we lift up our investors. We get to help hundreds of people at a time. Whereas like in single family, it was like, okay, we're helping this person and that person. I'm not, not talking down to that, mm. but we wanted to help more people. And it was our higher power, right? There's a ton of people power. helping people in the single family world too. And this was a better space for us. And that's mm-hmm. why we went there, right? We, we, we learned what we didn't want. And then we kept finding our why of what we did want. And it's, it was also taking that, that uh, thought of like, 10xing our superpower we were really good at what we did in flipping and wholesaling we were helping a lot of people but the but being able to help more people Mm. on a larger scale that was everything to us right that's awesome and i think that's you know for people who are looking at multifamily and it seems like mount everest to use your example before it's so important to realize you, you probably shouldn't even do it alone. Like you need to find people who are strong in the areas that you're weak. And that's what I love about seven figure multifamily is we've seen people like day one partnering because this person is better at, you know, finding deals and schmoozing people. And this person's better at like the construction side of things and getting contractors and all of that. So I think that's really important to dial back into because a lot of people think, you know, with single family, obviously you can do it by yourself with multifamily. How are they going to tackle this? It's such a big thing. You don't, you don't tackle it by yourself. And I think that's such an important point that you guys made. So, well, thank Thank you guys so much. It's been such an honor getting to speak with you and I'm looking forward to multifamily live. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet, please grab them. It's June 2nd through 4th in Nashville, Tennessee. We're going to have a blast. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. Thanks, Thank guys. you so much. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Kayla. Thank you. It's been such an honor. Thank you.